Welcome back to One Track Minds, where we discuss one song in the context of the album and the band and whatever we want to discuss. Uh, Devin and Ian, welcome back. What's going on? I guess I, you said my name first. I was just burping, too, because I'm drinking a uh, Coke Zero. <laughs> you ever hear oh, this man. drink? It's crazy. I've heard of it. I don't. I don't ever drink anything that's like sugar free. Yeah, I don't know what the switch was, but I, I started drinking Diet Coke, Coke Zero. I I don't have a good reason for it, but I guess it's probably just like slightly healthier. Yeah, I would think so. I don't drink. I try not to drink any soda. Like period. Oh, uh, here we I... go. <laughs> here we go. Running marathons. It t- but I, I find that like anything like with like fake sugar or you know aspartame whatever I it tastes like unnatural to me. Of course, you're finishing the race on that high horse. <laughs> I, I would tend to agree with you, Matt. I think Coke Zero is oh, it's a different story. Yeah. Oh, it's a different. Story. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, okay. it doesn't have that taste. Okay, I'll try it. I'll give it a shot. I I don't know. It's I know the taste you're referring to. And I, mm. I kind of like just grew to like accept it. Okay, but I oh, also was enough. the same. I don't drink it's like that different. much. It's different, but I I try to avoid it. But I I have like a sick sick addiction to soda. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You were like the Coke fiend, and I just mean yeah. that in the Coca Cola fiend. Hmm. That was like your mm. thing. That was my thing. That was actually like I'd say seventy five percent of your identity. Yeah, sure. I drank like seven to eight a day. Uh, <laughs> was extremely unhealthy. That's a lot. Yet never, mm. but yet we're always like thinner than than should be. So yeah. that that's actually more concerning. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing. But welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. We're going to discuss a song that was written in by a listener of the show, Dan. Uh, the name of the song is Optimism. As a radical life choice by Spanish love songs, Devin, did we get a voice memo or any uh, communication from Dan about uh, his pick? I picked this um, out of two records that I was going to recommend to you guys. Um, I thought this would be a good one because you often asked for uh, more modern stuff. I know you guys get stuck in some of the high school stuff sometimes. Um, I heard the song Routine Pain on a YouTube playlist and it really resonated with me. I really liked the song and then I started listening to the record and uh, everything about this record I love um, from musicality to message to everything there. It just really seemed to encapsulate everything that was going on in my life at the time, minus maybe the dead friend and the dad who shoots up. I mean, it's a pleasant surprise not to have to uh, do the work um, of selecting the song uh, for any of us. But um, yeah, anyway, uh, why don't you tell us more? Or wait, hang on. How have you been? I've been good. I've been okay. Uh, I was off last week. I did listen to the show. I thought it, I thought it was great. I thought you, you two did a great job. It was very entertaining. I love the moment where, uh, like, there was like, uh, like you had to switch chairs or something, and then there was, like, <laughs> I, I was like, out of, I was out of breath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like when I first cut out me switching chairs, I got back, 
it was like it was just like hi wh- whatever this is the show and then all of a sudden i'm like ah, so how's it going so like i had to leave in the part where it's like i have to get a new chair just so like it doesn't sound like i just randomly lost my breath um yeah thanks good always good to meet a fan oh i'm definitely a fan it was it was fun i i did listen to all hollows ep i Yes, yes. You know, tell I, us. Tell us. I don't I don't have a ton to add to what you two talked about. Please oh, go it's... back and listen to the episode, but I uh, I liked it. I thought it was a great a great uh, 13 minutes of my life. Yeah, that it's, I... a, it's a shallow pick. So so yeah, there's not much insight to to really like we yeah, I was like scraping just to find anything to to really say other than like Halloween. Well, and you touched upon it, but I do find it fascinating, like the evolution of the band and how like yeah. they have these very distinct eras. Uh, I was listening to actually the the uh, the punk rock MBA, and he was actually you were talking about December Underground and how it was sort of like a mainstream release. That was his favorite. Interesting. Yeah, he yeah, viewed it as sort of like a post a post hardcore, um, like it like got more aggressive. <clears throat> my my. Uh, first memory when I we talk about December Underground is there like right when memes became a thing. Mm-hmm. There was this like video meme of this like girl like lip syncing to uh, the single off that album in her bedroom. It, it was just like such aggressive lip syncing, and it made me laugh really hard. But that's that's and Guitar Hero. I always think of Guitar Hero when it comes to December Underground. But that's... but I I I liked it. Sorry, what's that? Oh, nothing. What? Uh, I was just gonna say, Guitar Hero is like a touchstone that people have that I just don't share. I've never played it, so like, a lot of people are like, we're familiar with these weird bands, and they're just like, oh, from Guitar Hero. I'm like, uh, mm, maybe. I played it. I don't. I don't remember it like maybe as vividly as some as some people. Was this like a, is this like a, a critical part of your life, Ian? No, I actually didn't really care about the game that much, but it was it was like, you could not escape it yeah. for a while. And being a guitar player, you could never show up at somebody's house, be like, oh, I bet Ian's great at Guitar Hero. I'm like, actually, I'm the worst at Guitar Hero. So it was just always like kind of embarrassing to be like, oh, hand me the controller and I'm just going to get like the set the record for the lowest score <laughs> possible. But it was a big deal. Like if you were like kind of like a band on the fringe of like breaking through and you got picked to be on Guitar Hero yeah. or one of them, yeah. like that was kind of like a, a situation. Because wasn't there like a thing, like not to go on a Guitar Hero tangent, but like the first, the first volume, they didn't have enough money to get rights for any of the songs, so they had to hire a band of session musicians and basically cover all mm. the songs, including like solos and stuff. But I think beyond beyond the first volume, they were just licensing like AFI and Green Day and Led Zeppelin songs. But it was it was kind of like a a big deal if you were a band that you know, hadn't really had like a gold record or something on your song just ends up on Guitar Hero. Yeah, I could see that. That was like Tony Hawk. I feel like that was my oh, yeah. my version of that. A lot of like yeah. the punk music that I grew up with, it's like uh, randomly just like shows up in Tony Hawk. I would say that I wouldn't have known Goldfinger or Less Than Jake without Tony Hawk. Sure. I mean... I mean, surely they you would have known them at some point. They would have but... come up eventually, but <laughs> I was... I, but I, they came to me earlier than maybe they would have otherwise. Yes, okay, cool. Yeah. 
Um, so why don't you tell us about uh, Spanish love songs? All right. Uh, Spanish love songs. Uh, they right. are a band from Los Angeles, California. Let me pull up my notes here. So they were founded in 2013. The band consists of lead vocalist and guitarist Dylan Slocum, uh, guitarist Kyle McCauley, drummer Ruben Duarte, bassist Trevor Dietrich, and keyboardist Meredith Van Vert. Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name, but they are married. The, the lead singer and the keyboardist are a couple. Which I just found out. Fascinating. Um, yeah. So this was this was Dan's pick. Um, again, we don't really know like much about unless <laughs> unless there's a voice memo in the beginning of this. <laughs> we don't have much details in terms of like why he made the pick. But I guess we can. I guess that makes it a little bit more freeform. So we um, are just kind of going off of our own sort of uh, opinions here. But uh, this is a very depressing. Oh yeah. Album. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, like, just to really quickly touch on like uh, the lack of production uh, ethics in our show. When I when I asked you, uh, that was actually me asking you to to get that from him. <laughs> so I don't. I guess obviously communication issue there. Um, so when you asked me at the beginning of this show, I was like, oh no, like I thought I was gonna ask you that. It's all okay. Right. It's all right. Whatever. It doesn't matter. We are we're we're, we're gonna push voice through. Memo. Yeah. Um yeah, I was I was uh I was uh excited about this album and I don't know if maybe is there anybody who wants to jump in here? Like does anybody Ian, what was your uh, I guess experience with the band or the album? Like had you heard it before? What what uh where are um, you starting here? So, so Spanish love songs was kind of on my periphery uh, before this week, uh, and they they kind of just never really grabbed my attention. I'd seen seen their name and seen this uh, album art, you know, here and there, but I, I don't think I ever really listened to it, especially not all the way through. Um, but I kind of knew uh, where in the punk emo uh, Venn diagram they maybe were sitting in. Um, but I hadn't really listened to it before this week. Um, I don't really know Dan, but you guys do. And it kind of, I don't know there was some kind of like, um, ominous, uh, I, I wasn't sure based on your relationship with Dan, where, where this pick was coming from or headed. Well, Dan, Dan, let me let just give a little bit of background. Dan, Dan is a good sure. friend of ours uh, who uh, moved to Toronto with us. So, uh, I guess the ominousness or the uh, the I don't know if that's a word, ominosity, because uh, coming from like the darkness of the album, <laughs> sometimes me and Ian will run into each other at work, and I'll be like, "This is a dark." This is a very dark album. It's oh, bringing yeah, yeah, me yeah. to a very like anxiety-induced state. Uh, I mean, but uh, yeah. but 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 Dan, Dan's a good friend of ours who listens to two relatively similar music uh, to us. I think a little bit broader tastes, maybe. That's why I I also was like, oh, where's this going? Like, what is this pick gonna be? The album is very kind of raw and like it's all about money, depression, and suicide. The entire album. Uh, and that's like, I 
it is a little bit much for just like being kind of like in the situation where I'm currently like looking for a job and feeling really desperate and feeling like <laughs> no one cares about my art and like I'm not an artist and that's never going to happen. So like I it was like very it was like a a hit a hit to the face. I listened to it like uh, for the first time walking to get my hair cut to do a a phone interview that I just mm. didn't know if they were going to do video. And then the next day they uh they canceled the second interview and it no. was and I they, no. and they never saw me once. <laughs> yeah. And so like that was like a very I don't know, it was all really hitting really hard, which made me like it a lot, to be honest. So like I kind of felt like it was just a very fitting like soundtrack to that particular week I was having. Uh Matt, you I, I'm assuming you're you're feeling similarly. Well, yeah, like I see, I see Ian in the hallways. <laughs> I've just got like, <laughs> but like, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with a lot in my personal life, and so I've just got like, you know, black bags under my eyes, and I'm just listening to, um, this guy really like speak to, uh, maybe not exactly in my experience, but like bringing me to, you know, the dark place where I, I already am, but sort of like articulates it, which I think is super, uh effective helpful at times i actually am familiar with this album this album came out right before covid uh and so i was working at a coffee shop where i had kind of full reign of the spotify playlist and i was just basically rotating through new albums that were coming out so we were uh we would do something called new music friday so every new album that came out we would listen to and this was one that came up and i liked it this is my soda this is like the kind of record which I would equate to like, oh, the Wonder Years record where it's like, this is the kind of music, it's probably not good for me, uh, but I come back to it over and over. It's like candy. I just, I can't get enough mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You just want to wallow in it. It's like, it kind of takes that almost to the point where it's like so, so, so like self-aware that you, you almost take a step back and, and it kind of goes full circle and, and almost becomes like a an acceptance of like the disparity. Um, it's kind of like a millennial anthem album. I feel like it's just like a lot of people in their thirties. It's just like speaks to a lot of what people <laughs> in that age group kind of deal with on a day to day basis. Um, so it makes I, you feel better that like, you're not the only one. Yeah. And it kind of really, it touches on that thing you were saying where it's like, there's a big difference between when we're listening to like an album written by someone closer to our age versus someone younger. Um, mm -hmm. And this is really well done and kind of up there with me uh, like um, Touche Amore. It's, uh, it's up there. And I feel like it's a better version of what I can't remember the band, Matt, but no, uh, no place like home there is or whatever. Oh, the hotel, the hotel year. Yeah, this the hotel here. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a better version of that in kind of. Every wow, way. I think that's a really controversial statement. That's oh, a hot sorry. hot take. Why? Are they like I mean, a that's like the band? classic of the well, genre? Just, yeah, and I feel like they just have a more of a widespread fan base. I didn't. Uh, well, we you can listen to the episode. I didn't particularly. I wasn't drawn to the lyrics. Mm. Um, whereas this, I feel like, was a bit more direct and. Uh, uh, more self, still as self-aware, but less kind of like self-indulgent. He wasn't doing the John K. Sampson thing of like over wordiness. Yeah, 
And then there's yeah. another thing. It reminds me of this Bob Dylan quote where it's like, it's like the truth is something about like about like a hobo puking in the gutter or whatever, just like really wallowing in that like with like a businessman walking uh, yeah. behind him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like just like really, really focusing on like reality of like s- situations. But what what did you think, Ian? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I really liked it. I did. I did have thoughts uh, of the Wonder Years and Hotel Year. I think. I mean, my biggest thing, okay, I, I really liked it. I liked the album. Um, they definitely uh, have this kind of pop punk uh, structure um, figured out. Uh, the lyrics are impossible not to talk about. Um, I, I'm not even like, I, I tend to not fixate on the lyrics as much as I do, you know, me- melody and, and song structure and stuff but it's it's impossible to ignore especially with the way the lyrics are delivered it's like hyper conversational there's no rhyming scheme whatsoever it's just kind of like a letter to you as you're going about doing whatever you're doing as you're you're listening to it and and yeah it's like 10 or 11 bummer anthems <laughs> yeah yeah it reminded me there's like I'm pretty sure it's a Dallas Green quote where he talks about like his goal is to um make songs that are about being happy and and in love and everything's fine sound kind of moody and depressing for no reason that's just kind of like his aesthetic this yeah. to me was the total inverse of that like every chorus is like halftime with like <laughs> soaring guitars and it's about like how I didn't talk to you since graduation and all my friends are dead or depressed. Yeah. And, you know, like, like you said, it's very generational. Um, yeah, it, it's not, uh, it's very real. It's almost like, I, I wonder if it's like a little bit extra because the lyrics, cause they're so conversational, they seem very, uh, personal to the songwriter. And I'm like, there's no way you went through <laughs> all of this stuff mm. for realsies, but maybe you did. Um, the only thing like when we bring, and I'm not going to trying to call you out or shout you down for your hot take about hotel year. Um, I, I was <laughs> I kind know. of no, good thing. No one listens to the show or else I'd catch flack. I think. Yeah. I, I don't I, know. I, I don't that. know. I don't know these bands. So like, I don't, I, I don't come from like this, like new age emo kind I, of world. So. I listened to like the hotel year episode. Yeah. I, I, I like that album. I think what I was kind of hoping for by the time we get around to, optimism is uh some sort of deviation from from the the formula some sort of left Mm. turn optimism was probably my least favorite song of the 10 i don't know why something about like i don't know if it was the acoustic guitar or just like the intro kind of like gave me like a weird matchbox 20 kind of like mid 90s soft rock kind of uh uh flavor mm-hmm. um did that that it was fine I, I i was curious as to why dan picked that as the the pick um i really liked kick i really like beachfront property yeah. um i really like most of these i just i thought it, it as 10 you know pop punk songs uh they're all great i just wish as a record there was like some like musically just something else, even if it's a little bit gimmicky or a little bit left to center. I just feel like even with the kind of vocal delivery 
and just the the way the songs are kind of put together and paced it, it was a little bit paint by numbers for me but that didn't stop me from enjoying it whatsoever yeah i didn't really sit too long with it uh and i didn't really want to just because like i felt like it was gonna have like a negative effect on me um just but like i agree that it it lacks some like uh peaks and valleys like it, it's it's really kind of just hits on like one cylinder the whole time uh which is good and for one playthrough i really i really liked it but i could see going back to it it would be a little bit arduous but as far as the actual song that was picked i agree with you ian where it's like when it first played i had i i was when it first went into that acoustic stuff i was like oh this is gonna be bad and then it it wasn't as bad as like it wasn't bad at all um but i was having flashbacks to uh your halloween song so I was like, "Oh no, here uh, we go." <laughs> so, I just want to I just want to mention something that Dan said in his message. So, so when we were talking about the pick, um he did mention that he would absolutely pick the title the title track. So, Brave Faces Everyone, which is the last track on the record as the song, but you, uh from from his perspective, you need to hear the rest of the album for it to hit properly i do agree with him if uh that song is either my favorite or one of my favorite songs on the album yeah i can't really i mean this might go back to what you said but i don't i i can't easily like pick out tracks um i kind of just am left with this general feeling of the album so uh <laughs> i guess that's just where i am i i don't really uh, write stuff down or anything for this show. So I can't really pick out that track, man, but maybe I'll listen to it again after if you want to send it to me. Maybe not my, my favorite, but I think the, the lyrics uh, on that, that track on Brave Faces Everyone are probably, I, I could see the, that song being like a fan favorite, like of people who are like are really into this band that are like, I even the last line, something, it ends with Brave Faces Everyone. Uh, we don't have to fix everything at once. We were never broken. Life's just very long. Brave faces, everyone. I could see that kind of like on like a t-shirt or something. Like mm, it, it's very, um, yeah, it, that that was definitely, as I was kind of reading through the lyric sheet, like I was like, oh, that's that, that kind of stuck out to me. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that one. The, the, uh, the pick optimism, I, I thought still, like you said, uh, Dev, it was it was good. I, I I was scared by the intro, I think, but mm -hmm. um, wasn't my favorite of the ten. Uh, but yeah, as as a piece of the album, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I just thought, like I said before, it was a little bit one note. Um, but I could see myself coming back to this again. It's kind of sits in that kind of uh, almost grown up pop punk kind of uh, corner. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. Yeah, no, the almost grown up pop punk is like a very good way to say that. Yeah. Cuz like it still has the melodramatics but like just a little bit more mature uh on the themes. Anyway, sorry. What were you saying? I do think so some of my favorite memories with my friend Dan who <laughs> nobody outside of uh me and Devin uh and maybe your your wife know who we're talking about but uh, are depressing albums and songs. So this this <laughs> does 
this does line up with like uh, our relationship where we, there was one night where I think me and Dan both had broken up with a, a girl and we were just driving around uh, listening to Fevers and Mirrors. <laughs> just yeah. so sad. You just you so broke depressing. up with the same girl? We were with two different two different girls. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I remember just like yeah, just indulging in that kind of like sadness. So like so mm-hmm. like way too much. Yeah. Uh, kind of like spitting, like sitting there listening to Blue Period like five times. Oh my gosh, we were so sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're um. So I do want to. Yeah, oh, go ahead. I do want to. Some... I do want. I do want to. Uh, end or get close to ending uh the discussion on this song and this album uh with uh with a sputnik review oh perfect yes okay okay we have a we have a comment from jd user are you familiar with sputnik uh, sputnik.ca or whatever it is uh ian not really Sp- <laughs> uh yeah okay continue man it doesn't matter mm-hmm yeah, Ian, this is this is where we go for the hard hitting reviews. If 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 we wanna if we wanna find out what the people on the streets think about a record, we will go to Sputnik. And JD User uh has this to say. It takes guts to be this depressing. <laughs> Which <laughs> I I agree. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's really it definitely sums true. it up. <laughs> uh yeah, n- definitely um was a little bit of an intense kind of pick and uh i think good like i don't know that any of us necessarily would have selected it so it's nice having an outside kind of choice which actually just leads me to like we never more just like lack of planning just based on matt not being here for a week but like we don't who's whose choice is it now uh i'm open to uh i'm, I'm open to anything here who wants <laughs> I, I have i i i have a couple in the tank if we want to uh, if we want to continue with me, but uh, if this was my pick, then we can move to Ian. I'm gonna say I'm like, also open to. I... Yeah, sorry. Do you have a pick, Ian? Um, I could make a pick, but I want to. I want to. Uh, I don't want to insert myself. You know, if if this was kind of like a an outlier of like a a, a listener pick, then we can we can rotate or or whatever <laughs> we collectively decide. I I feel like it was Matt was absent. So we had an absent pick in lieu of Matt. That's how I see it. So it was Matt's, uh, like, uh, time zone or whatever. That's fine. So we'll 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 move on to Ian. You've got the pick. Oh, it is my pick. Okay, cool. Um, so my pick for this week, uh, the band, is a band called Bars of Gold. Uh, and the song is track one. Off of the album Shelters, it's called Worthless Chorus. All right. Well, there you go. I want to thank I want to thank Dan for for sending in a pick. Uh, thank you, Dan. A yeah, good a good album that I loved, and uh, I uh, keep them coming, Dan. Well, uh, w- what I really want to do is I want to have like a feature where where people who listen to the show can once a month have a pick because we have three people four weeks so we have three weeks of us and then maybe one week of a listener pick i think that everyone who listens to the show already has made a pick (laughs) (laughs) oh we can get amanda to do a pick i guess (laughs) i have amanda do a pick and hopefully by the time she does a pick we'll have at least one more listener but yeah i mean what is the actual email i might i don't know if i gave the correct email 
um <laughs> last episode matt what's our email for the show all right let's take a look here i think it is one track minds podcast at gmail.com is that what you said uh yeah i think that's what i said so just go ahead mm. and um email uh, any pics there a brief explanation of maybe like why you think it'd be a good pick uh that's about all we need we don't need a name we don't need anything unless you want to um i don't know if we've ever gotten an email there i know we've gotten some from i think dan emailed us (laughs) yeah (laughs) um (laughs) perfect love it okay so that's gonna be uh hope next week i'm not even gonna say hopefully we're gonna we're 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 doing it we're on a roll let's 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 do it at the same time let's keep going perfect so uh bars of gold uh, is the band uh, album shelters? What was the song name? Worthless chorus. There you go. So feel free to listen to that before you come back to us, just so you have some context. Um, and I think that's about it. So uh, thank you, Sputnik, for sponsoring as always. Um, I'm Devin. Bye. <laughs> Matt, see ya. Ian, bye bye. Okay, yeah, I started this thing <laughs> where we were saying our names. Sorry. Goodbye. Okay, <laughs>